Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends. Hello, YouTube. Hello, the world. Hello, the universe. My name is Simon Miller, and welcome to my pro wrestling show live here on YouTube on the 16th of January at 1 p.m. Five minutes delayed thanks to Windows updates, but that's all good. First and foremost, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank everyone that is watching me live on YouTube. I want to thank everyone that is listening to me on the audio devices, be that what we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, we're all the Google, whatever they do, we're in all of it. And I love you. I love you all. Thank you very much for coming to spending some time with me on this, well, kind of wet Thursday if you're in the UK, but who cares? It's the weather. We can lock ourselves inside and just forget about it. All the housekeeping to begin with. Please do follow me at Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. What else do we do? Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're here right now. It's free. It's absolutely free. And you can hit the bell for notifications. Uh, the reason I'm able to do all of this is because I'm funded by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. A salute to all the patrons. Going to be recording a podcast later with a patron. That's one of the perks or one of the tiers, I should say. If you do sign up, also, what can you do? You can join my weekly Q&A sessions that we'll be doing tomorrow. You can get a postcard. You can get a T-shirt. You can get a personalized message. There's loads of stuff in there. Check it out. Even if you can just throw me a dollar. You, every time I see a dollar go in there, I'm like, thank you, my friend. I know how hard it is to earn that, and you are helping me, to say the least. And i got merchandise at simonmiller.bigcartel.com. There's T-shirts. There's signed 8x10s. And a final shout-out to pinsandknuckles.com, pinsandknucklesmerch.com. That is the deal. I was also going to advertise Super Chats as I always do. And amazingly, loads of people have already got in the super chat. So thank you very much, my friends. You humble me, you honor me, put a massive smile on my face. I appreciate that. We'll just get it. Look, before we start talking about AEW, we'll just do it because a lot of people have mentioned it. Uh, John the Gin in the super chat says, I'll watch this after watching Dynamite, but here's some support now. Isn't that nice? Did you see Chris Van V's interview with David Benoit? Very strong and heavy hand on heart. Yes, I did. Uh, we will talk about that later in the show. I think somebody remind me if I do forget, but I did watch it. Uh, we, will, we, will definitely, we will definitely get to that. Absolutely. Also, we should... Um, before we do begin, given this is the third podcast I've done since it happened, obviously, you know, thoughts and feelings and love and everything to everyone, you know, friends or families of obviously Rocky Johnson passed away, which, you know, I think uh, a lot of people react to that as, oh, you know, The Rock's dad passed away, which is totally understandable. The Rock is one of the biggest well, celebrities there is right now. I mean, you know, he's like Brad Pitt level of fame. It's crazy. But, you know, he was still an incredible pro wrestler, opened the door for The Rock to do that as well. I know when I saw I saw it on Twitter, I saw it on the trending thing, it made me go, oh man, you know, it, it, that's one of the names, you, you know, you're used to, you're familiar with, so that sucked, so yeah, you know, thoughts, and, and obviously to quite a few pro wrestlers passed away in the last week, so yeah, thoughts, uh, thoughts to all of those. Shelby Lynn in the super chat says, Simon, with a big exclam, <laughs> there's a house show in my city on Sunday, and one of the radio advertised matches is Reigns versus Corbin in a loser eats dog food match, I've been hearing about this. Now, usually the reason WWE runs these on house shows is because they're going to do it on TV. I would imagine it's going to happen at the Royal Rumble. It would not surprise me. If at the Royal Rumble, we get a loser eats dog food match. The good bit being is that I don't think WWE is going to make Roman Reigns eat dog food, which means Baron Corbin would lose and he's a heel. So that's what they do. Obviously, the bad bit is we have to watch that match. But yes, it's been happening everywhere. Uh, don't go online, Shelby, because you'll find out that you can find out what happens. They're doing the same thing. That's what they always do, which makes sense. They're practicing. Yeah, but don't find out. I won't spoil it here for you, but 
it ain't the best. <laughs> I don't know what this obsession with dog food is. But uh, yeah, that's a thing. Royal Rumble, I tell you, it's going to happen. What, two weeks on Sunday? Be warned. Anthony Taggle, T-Dog, always supporting. Thank you so much. In the super chat says, Simon, I love you. Take my money. I will. That's very kind. I love you too. Uh, and I think for now, that is it. But if you do uh, want to get involved, you certainly can. Use a super chat. I'm sure you know how it works. I won't pander to that. And yeah, you can ask whatever you want. You can call me an idiot. Whatever you please. That's what the super chat is there for. Shout out to Tom Osborne. says, hey, Simon, hope you're well. But I am, Tom. I do have your email. I've barely been home this week. Obviously, Tom is from Pins and Knuckles, who supports Simon as Pro Wrestling Show. So massive shout out to Tom because he's doubly supported me now because he put money in the super chat. Uh, yeah, so massive, uh, massive respect to that. Right, AEW Dynamite. Absolutely loved it. I really, really did. I don't even care. If you want to get mad, if you want to call me a shill, I, I don't. It, it's, it's, a, it's a really good few hours for me because I got up. Everybody, I don't usually tweet tw- Twitter before, um, before watching shows. So I like to go in completely naked, but I did for one reason or another, probably force a habit. And everybody had responded to MJF's tweet when he said, hey, I won with a surprise roll-up. I loved it. It put such a smile on my face with people going, oh, the most devastating move. Honestly, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't love it more. Um, so I, uh, I, did a, I did a quote tweet of that, just saying, you know, my man with a high five thing. And he told me to go away, cue ball. I was like, this is great. Now I'm feuding with MJF. So you can check all that on my Twitter as well, at Simon316. But the point being that Dynamite to me was exactly what I wanted All Elite Wrestling to be from day one. Like, it's not perfect, and there's still things we need to do. But the crazy matches, like the, the opener and the closer were just amazing. But the crazy matches that they put on were well paced out with backstage segments, continuing angles, storylines. Uh, it wasn't just, you know, some people really don't like the go, 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 go aspect i do because i feel like that's their brand at this point and so and people love it which is the main thing but that that was kind of peppered with you know take the mjf match for example that wasn't that at all that was a story match it was a focus on ddp match you know that had narrative and seeds and all these kinds of stuff and there were stakes littered throughout the place as well you know the opener was for the number one contendership of the of the championship of the, the tag titles the ending was for the number one contendership of the world championship so you know, you had your sports theme running through it, which a lot of people wanted. You had your characters, you had your angles, you had your stories. John Moxley is now a pirate. Like, it's just I, it's so much good to take away from it. There really was. And when it was over, I was like, that was a really easy to watch wrestling show. It, it, it just, it, again, it did everything that I'd hoped that it would have done. And really, really did. And again, there are still angles that we need to work out. The Nightmare Collective still a bit of, a, of an issue. But I felt like they kind of addressed that too. And they lost. They lost in their first ever... Match, as far as I'm aware, I know the awesome Kong has fought, but I don't think there's ever been the team, the Nightmare Collective, in a match. And they lost to Chris Statlander and Sheeta. So I don't know what that means for the group if they're going in a different direction, but we'll see. I love the Dark Order vignette when they're still teasing who the leader is going to be, and maybe that some people they're going to, you know, steal away Michael Nakazawa, or I think they mentioned Hangman Page too. There was just so much to take away from it, and it all made sense. Like, again, I would say that I hate using the term low point, that's way too harsh, but. The low, I'll go with it because you know what it means. The low point, yeah, was probably that women's tag team match, but not because of the effort in the ring, but just because the fans weren't as invested in that storyline as they have been the other storylines. So you have this incredible atmosphere that's then sucked away, which is a shame. But again, I do think hopefully AEW will address that. And again, you've got the Hangman Page stuff in the opening as well. So not only do you have the stakes of the championship, you also have basically Hangman Page being a depressed mess on the apron. He didn't really do much in that match other than that crazy moonsault to the outside and then get the blind tag and hit that sort of double-team move with Kenny Omega. Then he's falling out with SCU later. It is going to be Kenny uh, and uh, Hangman taking on those uh, those guys next week for the belts. You know they're going to fall out. Honestly, it just it was a, it was just ticked all the boxes for me. It did. 
And I even like the Cody promo. I had a few people message me saying, oh, the Cody promo had too much insider baseball terms. But none of it, you couldn't have worked out what he was talking about. Cody Rhodes is very good at knowing his audience, and I think he addressed it. And I also think for people like me, who do try and watch wrestling to spend their disbelief, because I don't think there's anything wrong with being a wrestling mark, I was like, well, now I can kind of buy in that this is legit because he's using honest and real terms. He's not using wrestling terms. And to me, that made it feel like it was, yeah, it, it was more real. I thought it was great. I, I really, really did. I liked it all. Don't know how, and also, it, it had questions, right? How are they going to pull that off? How is Cody going to be lashed 10 times in the middle of a ring? How is his match with Wardlow and his steel cage going to go? You know, I, I don't know. We, I, 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 was, I, just, I just thought it was really, really good. I did. Uh, the John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara match. Like Sammy Guevara, you know, hung with that guy every step of the way. And John Moxley is far more experienced than him. He played up to his character. He, you know, I think maybe we're going to get this rear naked choke over as a brand new move for John Moxley, which is great. It's always good to have a submission. And they sold that wonderfully. Then the Jericho angle when he's poking him in the thing with the eye. There's so many little bits now take over to next week, but also cementing you in what was going on at the time. And we get pirate John Moxley. Like he was being taken away. In a, in a hospital wagon, as I called it on Ups and Downs today. And don't forget, 2 p.m., head on over to What Culture Wrestling with me to watch Ups and Downs for AEW. But he was taken away in a hospital wagon, changed his mind, comes out, you know, addresses Pac, who had just beaten Darby Allen, who also had a phenomenal match. And now we've got that. That's the number one contender match next week on Chris Jericho's damn boat, which to me is a pay-per-view caliber main event. It just is. There's no two ways about it. So it's a round of applause. Gonna do it. Gonna do it for real. There's a round of applause. Shout out to Jeffrey Pride on the super chat. It says, Good morning, Simon. Just throwing in some love. Thumbs up. Thank you, Jeffrey. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, that's very, very kind of you, man. It genuinely is. Like I always say, be it the Patreon or be it the Super Chats, if it ever goes down, which it may do one day, you know, that's the nature of the beast, I wouldn't be able to do this anymore. And that would suck. Doesn't make any YouTube revenue, you'll be surprised to hear. What does? Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the super chat says, Did you see the Baron Corbin tweet about all elite wrestling? Yes, I did. If you didn't see it, Baron Corbin basically insulted the opening tag team match saying, you know, oh, there's stakes on the line about who's going to be the number one contender. Yeah, I don't see any pins and all I see is move, 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 spot, 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 spot. He's just saying it to wind you up. I mean, the best comeback I saw was like someone went, why aren't you watching NXT? <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. He's doing it to get a reaction. He got the reaction. It doesn't, A, it doesn't matter what Baron Corbin thinks. He's allowed, he's allowed his opinion, but if you like NXT, who cares? I mean, you could say this, you could say the opposite about WWE. You could say, well, you barely do anything. Like, it's just, it doesn't bother me. He's, he's, uh, he's a heel. He's trying to wind people up, and he's very good at it because he achieved it. I saw everyone going nuts. It's like, guys, this is what he wants. He's probably laughing in his gold chair, smoking his gold cigar, going, Baron Corbin wins the day again. Don't worry about Baron Corbin. Carl uh, Lincoln in the super chat says, aside from dark, which would not make sense? Oh, well, that just vanished. Thanks a lot, YouTube. Where'd that go? Well, which would not make sense? Let's fancy name the new second AEW show, AEW Power of Positivity. You could do that, but people may think the new day is going to be on it. I mean, it's pretty much confirmed that it is going to be dark with extra elements in it. Uh, maybe some BTE skits or something like that. I think it's fine. Like We already have some people going, oh, I don't want two AEW shows a week. You've already got it. You've got AEW dark. As long as it continues to do what it's doing now where you don't miss out... Uh, on serious stories or serious narratives if you don't watch the the additional shows then it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the key obviously we should mention that yeah is that AEW up their deal with tnt through 2023 
I think they're getting $45 million a year and they're going to get another show on the network, on one of their networks. They have numerous channels. And yeah, the, the big rumor, pretty much confirmed, I think, is that it's going to be AEW Dark. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. It establishes them. If there were any worries that they may be dropped, they don't have to think about that now and they can focus on the product and making it as good as they can be. AEW, Elite Wrestling, is in a fantastic position right now. And all these crazy people that want it to die, I think, are crazy. If you don't like it, just don't watch it. Like, even when I was tweeting about it yesterday, some people still felt compelled going well that's great for them but don't really like the product no one cares no one cares if you don't like the product like you don't have to and it's cool but so what people don't like friends not topical people you know you watch it and if it's to your taste you carry on if it's not you stop i don't understand why it means we need reddit thread for days i don't really who cares no one cares just don't watch it Calm down. That is the problem with the internet nowadays, though. It's, like, it's okay that you don't like it, but people act like they've got a disease. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with me? Nothing. Just don't watch. But also don't be a crazy person and say that you want them to die. That's people's jobs. That's people's livelihoods. And also look at the amazing competition that it has created. Don't care about ratings or anything like that. What I care about is that Marty Scale just re-upped his RO ROH contract. Is the booker getting loads of money? Um, the, the Bullet Club, the Bullet Club, the OC. Uh, you know that they got loads of money out of it. The revival may be a, make a massive move. Matt Hardy may have somewhere to go. Uh, Jinder Mahal signed a massive deal. Elias signed a massive deal. That is what's great. More power in the wrestlers' hands. More money. More finances. Wrestling really hurts. It kills. Those guys deserve and girls deserve as much money as they can possibly get. Don't know why I did that rant, but we've done it. Undead FB in the super chat says best AEW ending ever. Well, uh, yeah, probably is. Sorry, I just realized I got a bit of something in my teeth. It caught on my lip. Ah, if you can see it, you can see it. Um, I do think it was great. I mean, some people said it was a bit hokey, but yeah, it was a bit of an old school angle. And old school angles are hokey, but it was still great. You know, John Moxley is the returning babyface. You know, the loner, the Stone Cold Steve Austin type character. Not going to be let down. Going to be a pirate on a boat. Going to take on Pac, like I say, which is an amazing match. It just everything he did was was classic babyface, but he's going to make the fans love him more. And the fans were electric last night, and boy, did they love John Moxley as they should have done. So. Yeah, it was a great ending. It really, really was. Even if it had ended with Pac saying, John Moxley's not going to be there next week. Chris Jericho, I'm coming for you. That would have been good too. Because then we could have got to next week and teased, oh, is John Moxley going to come out? So they put themselves in a very smart position. Uh, shout out to my man, Tom. Again, super chat from pinsandknuckles.com. The supporters of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, no worries, man. I'm actually out of action for a bit. I had surgery yesterday. Well, Tom, I hope you're right. Uh, I'll still reply to your email because that'd be rude not to. But yeah, dude, that sucks. Uh, I hope you're okay. That's not good. And you didn't mention anything in your email, so I hope nothing bad has happened. All my love to Tom. Everyone said love to Tom. He's a nice guy and he helps me out with merchandise, which I which I massively which I massively appreciate. Uh, Spaz Phoenix in the super chat says tonight at 7 p.m. Toronto, Canada time. Come watch me be really obnoxious about how great NXT was. Much love, Simon. So do that. Spaz Phoenix has a YouTube channel. If you're free tonight, 7 p.m. Toronto, Canada time, go check him out. It's like AEW. You may love it, you may hate it. <laughs> then you can decide what to do. But Spans is a good guy. I haven't seen NXT yet, just because, again, it is only 20 past one on a Thursday, and I get up and I watch NXT, I uh, watch AEW, and I record ups and downs, and then we do this. I will get to it later, and I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts. From what I can tell, it was a really, really good wrestling show with a lot of good wrestling. I'm so pumped to see Kushida and Alex Shelley back. That is such a blast from the past, and so cool that they're doing it in NXT that, yeah, I, um, I, I look forward to that massively. I think that will be... 
I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, a shout out to Andre Rodriguez, amazing name in the super chat. Hey, Simon, I'm from Miami, Miami, but couldn't go. But my friends went to AEW and they loved it. All went first time viewers. What are they doing to grab new viewers? Hashtag hand on heart. Uh, what are they doing to grab new viewers? I don't know if I have an answer to that question, if I'm completely honest. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think the intrigue. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I, it's so hard for me to answer that because I'm coming from it from a completely different point of view, right? Like, I've been watching wrestling for a ridiculously long amount of time. You know, when MLW started, I checked them out. Same with Impact TNA back in the day. So when AEW started, like, and they had proper momentum, I feel obliged to check it out. And also, I'm very, I'm very lucky, so... I get to do the whole review stuff, and that makes it doubly more interesting. But yeah, I, you'd have to, someone would have to tell me, if you're a first-time viewer, what does draw you to Cody Rhodes? And they, I think they do do very well with the younger demographic because they've got people like Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Um, I mean, Kenny Omega also kind of skews quite low too. And, you know, you want to have relatable people to those guys. And maybe sometimes WWE doesn't do that, which you can argue because they skew higher when it comes to over 50s. So I think that's going to be that's going to be a big deal. I do think they cause a buzz on social media, and social media is a great way to get people invested in your product. It's not the be all and end all that some people think, but it's massively important in 2019, 20. We're there now, and they do a great job of it. Like they really, really, really do. So I think it should just be a number of things, and I imagine matches like the Kenny Omega John Moxley death match craziness would work too. If you see gifs and clips of that, you may think, "Oh, I'll tune into that next week." That seems absolutely crazy. So. Yeah, I think they're doing a really good job. And I get to say the, the angle, especially with Jericho poking John Moxley in the eye. It's just, I mean, it's just, there's nothing new about that. There's nothing overly like, oh my gosh. It's just good. Just good old fashioned wrestling storytelling, as I've said now 72,000 times. John Moxley beats Sammy Guevara, which he has to do. He's got all the momentum. Doesn't matter that Sammy Guevara lost because, you know, he stood his own and he's a heel, so who cares? And then coming out the other side, the lights go out, the inner circle's there, they want revenge from last week, and they beat the shit out of him. They beat the shit out of him, and they stab him in his eye. And that's when you go, that's a bit much, but that's the point. That's the point. Chris Jericho, he's off his rocker, he's lost it, he's scared he's going to lose his championship. He's doing everything he can to calm it down. It's just awesome. It really, really is. You don't need overly complicated stuff. Sometimes I see people being like, well, I knew that was going to happen. Yes, because it was the sensible thing to do. And most of the time, when we do the unsensible thing to do, everyone goes nuts. And they're like, I, I did not appreciate this. And now I should go on the internet and tell everybody. DDP as well. DDP, I think, has to be the MVP of this week. He's 63 years old. He's 63 years old. He does not look like he doesn't move like he's 63 years old. I just, I, damn it, on ups and downs, I forgot to talk about the stupid dive he did onto everybody. That's my bad. I just got carried away. But he... If, if that's not an advert for DDPY, I don't know what is. I do it already. I'm now going to double it up. If I'm able to move like that when I'm almost 70 or seven years off 70, I'm going to be a very pleased man. So yeah, no, nothing but respect for, uh, for, for DDP. Absolutely incredible. Genuinely, absolutely incredible. It, it, blows, it blows my crazy mind how he, was able to, um, how he was able to do that. But yeah, overall... It was my favorite episode, I think. I need to sit down and really think about it because they have had some good ones. And obviously, I am I was off the fumes of that main event. I think Pac is underrated, which is nuts because everybody thinks he's awesome. I just, the stuff that he does, that clothesline he hit on Darby Allen, that clothesline he hit on Darby Allen was so hard, Tony Schiavone laughed. I'm saying all the things I said on Ups and Downs, which you can check out at 2 p.m. on What Culture Wrestling. But that's like when you're at a funeral and you accidentally give a little giggle because you are you know, overcome with emotion. I'm not saying that people were overcome with emotion, 
But it hit him so hard, Tony Schiavone just went, <laughs> he really hit him. Then you had that crucifix bomb off the top and Darby Allen is just crazy and was getting his ass kicked. I've never seen Puck hit a bad black arrow. So that always looks good when he wins. You know, Puck is just, his facial expressions are amazing. He does look like a crazy person. I just think, you know, the, the build that WWE, the AEW is doing when it comes to their new stars is fantastic. Like, I now care about Sammy Guevara. I now care about Darby Allen. I knew these people's names sort of in the periphery before we kicked off with Dynamite. But now they are part of my weekly wrestling life. And I'm getting to enjoy them more and more each week. Same with MJF. MJF is the best new heel we've had in ages. And as Cody rightfully pointed out, it's because he's doing old school heel stuff. But it doesn't matter. He's good at it. Like he's an absolute prick. He was a prick to me today on social media. But that's what makes it work. And yeah, when he said that, did I laugh? Of course I did. Did I get a bit of a kick out of it? Of course. But still, within the realms of what he's trying to do, he's smashing it shout out to anthony tagging the super chat says simon you can give this to to tom so he can buy a pop well that's very nice i love all you guys that's very nice a pop for tom so that he can get over his uh his surgery uh nick c in super chat says not a perfect show but still good nxt was great well there we go so we have some we have some disparaging opinions but i haven't seen nxt yet so it's hard for me to comment uh tom talks rubbish in the super chat says can you please do the try not to sing challenge well i don't know what the try not to sing challenge is but i've done other things like that before and they don't really get me but sure yeah if there's enough demand to it i will do the uh the non-sing how do you not sing like i can't imagine any song that would make me sing but i guess that's the challenge right i'll check it out i'll check it out i'll have a look um but yeah and the, the cody stuff as well i thought that promo i know we talked about it once but the fact that we had that in the mjf segment the fact that mjf has kind of been distracted by ddp has actually been quite nice as always, there's the detractors that saying, oh, "I don't want to see a 63-year-old beat up someone three times his age, three times less his age." I'm like, he didn't really, did he? He hit, you know, he hit a, a diamond cutter on MJF after Dustin Rhodes had hit him with a Canadian destroyer, and he still got the victory. No one's going to remember that. And also, he's a heel, and I think maybe sometimes what we forget about being a bad guy is that you can lose, you can trip up, you can make mistakes. It doesn't matter. People can laugh at you. That's your job. I think Christian said that best. He did. Uh, he made a mistake. A uh, bit in a promo, he dropped a mic or he did something and he, he felt really bad. And when he went backstage, he apologized to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon's like, it doesn't matter, you're a heel. You're meant to be an idiot. You're meant to be a goofball. You're meant to get heat. And you do that in any um, in, in any way that you can. So, yeah, Dynamite to me, it was two thumbs up. And the cool, I've said this a few times, because we don't have Revolution until another like six weeks away, you do get these high caliber matches on television and it just works. It makes Dynamite more exciting. And we are living in a network TV era again, as much as we thought we were going to move to a subscription service. But, you know, AEW, just like I say, re-signed a deal for 45 million. The uh, SmackDown and Raw deals are way more than the network brings in. So that's probably the way to do it. So yeah, next week you can get number one contendership for the world title, number one contendership for the tag team titles. And proper stars in it too. Plus, in the tag match, you're probably going to get the heel term of Hangman Page. I actually think All Elite Wrestling could hold off a little bit should they so wish. But if you're into that kind of, we'll call that sports entertainment for lack of a better term. If you're into that, you're going to get a high-class match. You know, Kenny Omega, Hangman, probably be Kazarian and Scorpio Sky are fantastic pro wrestlers. And if it ends with a big schmoz and a big turn and a big, like I say, angle, all the better for it. Then you're, you're, you're getting a little bit of everything. And obviously, we're getting Joey Janela versus Sa- um, uh, Phoenix as he builds up to his match with Kip Sadie. Also had a backstage promo for that. No problem. Easy. 
Easy peasy all around. So, yeah, I'm waxing lyrical about it, but that's because I thought it was fantastic. I really, really did. Let me know what you thought about both shows in the chat. If you've got anything to say, make sure you let me know in the super chat, and I'll 100% make sure I react to those. Much as Richard Dalloway has just done in the super chat. He says, thoughts on Triple H's page joke. I think people took it bad. I think it was a silly joke to make. I think he knows that, given that he did a tweet apologizing for it, given that Pages has a a difficult past in that degree. I just think with anything, it all depends on what the context is and how the other person takes it. And you have to be responsible for your actions. So if I make a joke now that I'm saying in jest and it's not meant to hurt anybody, but it does, say I said something to you, Richard, and you don't like it, then I think it's on me to apologize to you because even if you are being overly sensitive, well, I still hurt you. And an apology doesn't take much, right? As long as it's conducted in the right way, and I think that was, it was a silly joke. He knew it was a silly joke. We moved past it. Hopefully, Paige accepted his apology. He did it publicly. That's that. I think sometimes, because there is a lot of beef on wrestling Twitter and internet especially, I think that some of this stuff gets carried away when there's no need. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it, really. I didn't I didn't look much too much into it. I saw it happening. I was kind of interested. And then we shifted by. Uh, someone mentioned, did I see MJF's shirt? I did see MJF's shirt. MJF's shirt that just straight up says, I had sex with DDP's daughter. He's really good. He's really good. Ice Blaze in the Super Chat says, try not to do the Sing Brother Challenge. Don't watch 205 Live. <laughs> it's just going to come up some, some bizarre challenges now. I haven't watched 205 Live in a while, which is bad. But again, there's just so much wrestling on TV. I do think in order to avoid burnout, you've got to be smart with it. I feel like that's on our own shoulders. So yeah, NXT UK and 205 Live, I'm so far behind now. Uh, but I will catch up. I will at some point. Uh, Anthony Taggle, my man T-Dog in the Super Chat. Again, appreciate it, my friend. <laughs> Did you get your fence fixed? No, I still have a big hole in my fence. So there was a storm in the UK the other day and it just whooped my fence right off. But my landlord is one of the best landlords ever. He's sorting it out right now. So hopefully this week or early next week, I'll have my fence fixed. Luckily, there's nothing in my... It's not even a garden. It's just like a square of land. <laughs> there's nothing in there that anybody could want. So if they want to go in there, I'm all right with it. I don't care. Uh, Dan Lemney in the Super Chat says, maybe Kenny and Hangman should win the belts and break up down the line. See, I like that, Dan, because it circumvents your expectations. And as long as they have a good narrative for that, because you can argue that keeping it on SCU is better simply because it justifies those titles a little bit. But I do know where you're coming from. If you do do that, you get the surprise change. It's going to get a big reaction because it's on the damn boat and you'll have a proper, you know, engrossed crowd. And it will make you go, oh, that's interesting. So yes, I think that's a good idea as long as there are some twists and turns along the road and we have a plan to where we want to become revolution. I think that's the key. You know, don't, don't, don't do it for the sake of the tag belts and don't do it for the sake of SEU, you know. Don't spite them. Don't push them down. Ensure that you're walking or you're walking down the right line. But I think you could see something like that. I really, really do. Maybe Hangman and, Ke and uh, Paige just lose and Hangman doesn't turn. Maybe we just take... You know, maybe maybe we just take uh, take our time and, and do that. So yeah, we we we're still we're still getting there, you know. But I still I think you have to be fair. As much as people criticised it last week, rightfully so. I feel like a lot of that was taken on board this week, and we shifted gears. The Nightmare Collective is still a work in process. We'll see what happens. Um, but I I, re I refuse to take the criticism of move 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 go 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 as a criticism because that is what AEW style is. It it's like getting mad at WWE when a heel puts a chin lock on. That's what they do. That is what they do. And if you don't like it, don't watch. We've done that rant. We're not doing it again. Shout out to Undead FB Goo. Always supporting. Always appreciate seeing you. Uh, have you caught up on being the elite yet? Lol. No. I don't think I'm going to be able to for ages. Uh, I'm going to have to wait till I'm on a plane or a flight and watch, I think. Just because there's just too much to do. Which I love, right? I love it. I love running around. I love being crazy. But there is just so much to do. 
Um, and unfortunately, stuff like BTE, 205 Live, NXT UK, it just continues to pile up and pile up and pile up. But one day I will get there and I will watch it and it will be gold all round. Uh, Sean Gerhorn, Super Chat says, uh, hand on the heart for you. I was impressed with AEW this week. It was a great show, but my gosh, Keith Lee will be the biggest joy in wrestling by the end of the year. Well, that excites me because I love Keith Lee. If you, As you know, if you've listened or heard this show before, I haven't seen NXT yet, which I've now said a thousand times. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think he's great. And I think that WWE now realized that apparently he has the ear of one's Vincent Kennedy McMahon, which is always good. So yeah, hopefully he goes right to the top. He deserves to go right to the top. He's different. He's unique. He's got a character. He, he gets wrestling. So why the hell not? And he looks like he could pick you up. So even if you have that kind of problem, well, he's going to kick your ass. And if, you know, he's, he's, he's a mountain. He's an absolute mountain. I think I did hear, small spoiler if you haven't seen it yet, that it's going to be DIY maybe versus the Undisputed Era. So that's cool. Champer and uh, Champer and Gargano back together. How they ever managed to do that? It, the power of real injuries, right? At one point, people were like, "Those two are never going to be able to be together again." But his injury was just so awful, and I think people felt so sorry for him that we kind of went, "You know what? Screw storylines. Let's <laughs> let's just uh, move forward." Uh, please do subscribe as well. Now we're halfway through the show. I always do this. If you could just smash the subscribe button if you haven't done it before. I'm a massive nerd, basically. I want to get to 100,000 subscribers because it would just make me feel good. Even though, as I said on a video the other day, as soon as we get there, I want 105. But, you know, we'll focus on that one for now. Really, I've just thought as well, what a great week for wrestling in general. I really liked Raw. I think Raw is a much better show. I was thinking about this after the fact and before I did that video on what culture uh, called why Raw's ending was the best in years, which I will ask you to go and watch if you haven't already. And it really made me think that, you know, Roy is, is much better than it was as well. Even, for example, you take Bobby Lashley, Lana and Rusev. Even if you don't like that storyline, at least you know where it's been. You know kind of where it's going and you have story points for you to be able to make sense of what you're seeing. There was a time when Raw felt very much you have an episode, you have an episode, you have an episode, you have an episode. But it didn't tie together. We're getting that now. Like... Alistair Black versus Bunny Murphy. I mean, you can argue that it wasn't a payoff for that storyline, but it was to me. Bunny Murphy lost three times, and because of that, he's now joined up with Seth Rollins' group. If he had just joined Seth Rollins' group, you'd have been like, okay, that's cool, but why? Well, you know why. He's distraught. He's desolated. He tried to, you know, beat this arch rival of his three times since last November, and he's failed on every occasion. And again, we're doing that all over the place, and I think... Yeah, three hours is too long, but that's, well, you can argue that it is WWE's fault, but whatever, that's the situation we find ourselves in. Three hours is too long, but given what they are doing in the three hours right now, and that there are new stars. You know, AOP are being treated like a top group. Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe are in top babyface positions. We're trying to push Bunny Murphy. We're trying to push Alistair Black. We're trying to push Ricochet. Not everything, we're trying to push Rusev. Not everything is going to work, but I massively appreciate WWE trying because they haven't, no, they haven't tried. They always try. But it just sounds like they've they finally observed some of the criticisms and are not only taking steps, but taking their time with those steps. And sometimes, obviously, they try and shotgun stuff because we live in a 2019, uh, you know, people don't really have that big attention spans. So, yeah, great week for wrestling, I will say. It sounds like NXT was good. Raw was good. AEW was good. I haven't checked AEW Dark this week, but AEW Dark is usually quite enjoyable. So it's all down to SmackDown on Friday, which will go down in a couple of days. Uh, well, tomorrow, actually, as we're doing this. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe we can get Full House. Full House. I'm all up for that. That will get me super excited. Then we went to a Rumble. Then we have Revolution. Loads of stuff going on. And Dan Lemley in Super Chat also he agrees with me. Appreciate it, Dan. I agree. Raw is slowly getting better. And that word slowly is what's important. You can't hot shot angles all the time, which I do think we were doing at one point. It, it may work for one or two weeks, but eventually people want to be able to invest in what they're seeing. It's why episodic television shows work. Like, 
you know, take Lost back in the day or, you know, whatever you're watching. Breaking Bad, right? Breaking Bad is considered one of the best shows ever. And that's because people were interested in the characters. And even when you had one week where not a lot happened, there'd be nuances and there'd be things under the surface that allowed you to invest even more. I'm not saying that WWE is breaking bad layers of that, but they are adding more depth and they are slowly, you know, uh, just, just propping up the show with... Well, with the ideals that we've been asking for. And I do think you have to tip your hat to that. And I don't mind if I don't particularly like a story. I really don't. You can't you can't be so arrogant that you think every story has to be written for you. So yeah, I don't massively like the Bobby Lashley stuff, but I can watch it. There are, there are certain elements from it that I enjoy. I love the Alistair Black stuff. That's the same with soap operas. You'll be more invested in Cindy's story than Bob's story because maybe you like those characters more or maybe it's just a better told tale. And I think sometimes we're quick to, oh, this show has to be perfect from start to finish. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. You just need to understand what's going on. And then like any kind of entertainment endeavor, go, meh, not for me. Like Joker, right? Joker just got nominated for 11 Oscars, I believe. I think Joker is a phenomenal film. I absolutely loved it to the point I was kind of, I don't care how stupid it sounds, I was kind of taken aback when that was finished because I thought the performance of Joaquin Phoenix and the and the way they tied everything in was amazing. I did. But then you talk to other people and they think it's boring and it steals from other movies and it's violent. And that's cool. And that's cool. But it doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means we both had completely different takes on it. And I don't see why wrestling should be the same. Especially because it's three hours every single week. My man Anthony Taggle T-Dog in the Super Chat said Power and MLW were good too. Haven't got around to Power and MLW yet, but they're usually good shows. It's rare that you get bad shows. They cater to their audiences very well. You know, they don't often uh, they don't often skirt away from what they know is good, which I which I like. I like sometimes it's, it's nice to know what you're going to get. I love the fact that Scott Steiner is back on NWA. I mean, the man will go forever. It's incredible. And I haven't told my, my Scott Steiner story for a while, so I'll tell it here. I went to WrestleMania in 2000, and no, it was later than this. I can't remember. I went to a WrestleMania. I can't remember which year it was. I've only been a couple of times. And it was when TNA used to run shows over WrestleMania weekend, as they were smart to do, because they put a crowd and everybody wants to, to wrestle that weekend, which, small plug, I am doing the Saturday before WrestleMania, 11 a.m., Pancakes and pile drivers, PWR. Make sure you get your tickets. I'm going to kick Sammy Callahan's ass, much like Tessa Blanchard did. He may not be the Impact Champion anymore. That ain't going to stop me. What culture death match? Kind of worrying. It'll be fine. And I saw Scott Steiner. So I was like, well, I've got to say hi to Scott Steiner. So I just went over to him. I thought he must get this all the time. It'll be fine. I put my hand out and I said, Scott, just say, pleasure to meet you. Really enjoy your work. I shook his hand and I walked away. Now, throughout that exchange, he did just stare at me, just looked at me. No emotion in his face, no nothing. And I was like, all right. This may not be the best thing I've ever done, but whatever. Turned around and walked away. I was pleased that I had said hello to Big Papa Pump. Then all of a sudden, from like as I'm going down an escalator, I hear this. Um, can, I, can you hear this? And it was Scott Steiner just running over to me. So as I'm going down this escalator, so like this, and looking up, Scott Steiner just gets to the top of the escalator. And don't forget, he could have got on and come down, but he didn't. He stopped and he just looked at me. And I looked at him. And slowly he went out of view because that's how escalators work. You know, the, the, the horizon, the point of whatever will shrink. And I never understood what, I mean, did he think I stole his wallet? Did he think that because I'd shaken his hand, I'd stolen his fingerprints and I was going to use it to, you know, get him in trouble? To this day, I have absolutely no idea what was going on. And I never will. And that's my Scott Steiner story. I'll tell my Randy Orton story too, because it just makes me laugh. Same thing at WrestleMania. I was very lucky to go with 2K when they used to promote their new game over WrestleMania weekend. And we had this thing where we went to, uh, it was in um, Florida, that one. Yeah, it was in Orlando, timely. 
And they, what they were going to do is they were going to have a bunch of superstars in every room and you went into each room and you got to interview them. So it was Matt Hardy and it was Santina Morella and Beth Phoenix was there and some other people. And the star was going to be Randy Orton, but it was still Randy Orton was not able to come, so on and so forth, whatever. Anyway, when I was trying to go to the toilet later, I saw Randy Orton in like a closed off area. And because I'm an idiot, I went, I'm going to say hello to Randy Orton. I've learned a lot since then. So I went over to Randy Orton. I put my hand out. I said, Randy, pleasure to meet you, so on and so forth. He just looked at me and went, fuck off. <laughs> I was so happy to be, I got one more story after this, but I was so happy to be told to fuck off by Randy Orton because it suited his rep so much. It's the best thing that happened to me that week. That was the first WrestleMania I'd ever been to. And I think being told to F off by Orton was better than the countdown, the, the minute, the five minute countdown they do to the actual show itself. It was excellent. And the last one, which is more in kayfabe, lack of a better term, but it kind of ties into today's events, is back way back when I was such a kid and the big show and The Rock were doing a signing at Virgin Megastore. Just how old I am, Virgin Megastores do not exist anymore. And I went down with my friend Luke. Shout out to Luke, good friend of mine, known him for years, best friend. Uh, he, um, we went down there. We queued up for ages. We really wanted to meet The Rock. And the queue was so big. They said, look, you can't get anything signed now. You can just come up and say hello. And uh, we, smartphones weren't really a thing then. So it was literally just saying hello. But I, I would do it anyway. And as we were getting towards The Rock, my mate Luke decided, <laughs> maybe not great in hindsight, that we should sing the SmackDown Hotel song to The Rock. So we did that. The Rock loved it because I think this was sort of at the peak of his powers. And I thought he realized, oh, man, I've got these idiots in my hands. And um, so I think he knew he could have some fun with it. So when I went up to him and I put my um, I, I put my hand out, I said, you know, the rock went, what's your name? And I was marking out at this point. It's so obvious now. I went to tell him, well, it doesn't matter what your name is. I was so excited to be insulted by the rock. I ran right past the big show. I got to the escalator where you went back up the store and I kind of moonwalked like Michael Jackson back to uh back to big show and kind of sheepishly put my hand out and you could just see in his face it just read this is not the first time this has happened to me today and i've always felt bad about that i mean that was his first year in the company that was like 1999 um but i, I always and he was huge his hand engulfed mine and i was just like man i need to get bigger can't get my hands bigger but i need to get bigger but i still feel bad about that all these years later <laughs> i absolutely just uh just trolled the big show by accident it's the big show who came back to raw like two weeks ago and i and i forgot to uh and i forgot to shake his hand but they're my wrestling stories i've got loads more but there's a whole video there's a video you can find about wrestling stories talk about my time at rick flair i don't like doing it too much because it makes me sound like a massive a massive nerd but i am a massive nerd i get a name dropping can sometimes suck but i look at it like i love hearing people's wrestling stories and if you do have one let me know in the chat absolutely but uh, it's just cool, you know, meeting your heroes, especially when they when they live up to expectations. Uh, I don't have a problem with that at all. I don't really get why. Well, it's just life, isn't it? It's not. We don't need to overthink it. Um, oh man, that's weird. The advert just came up on my uh, on my thing. I think that's pretty much everything. I'm going to check uh, the news sites to make sure that nothing. Obviously, Pack versus John Moxley next week. Everyone's talking about that. I did find it hilarious that Impact got banned on Twitch. I mean, it's not funny. But if you have not seen the Rob Van Dam segment, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or better yet, watch the whole episode. But I mean, it was pretty, it was basically D just doing soft porn. And obviously someone reported that to Twitch and they <laughs> it got kicked off. It's not funny because I want them to do as well as they can, but it is funny from a what were you thinking, guys? And I love this RVD midlife crisis character when he's just basically banging all these women. 
But my word, did that make me chuckle. But I'm sure they'll get back on. They'll have a conversation. At least I hope they can. But it goes to show, you need to tread the line a little bit. Uh, shout out to Tom Talks Rubbers, who just put some money in the super chat. Uh, I appreciate that. And yeah, if you've got anything, if you, got, if you want to ask anything or, or support the podcast or the show, whatever you want to call it, please do use a super chat. Or I've got Patreon, patreon.com for Simon 316. Uh, somebody mentioned my meeting with Paul Heyman. I'll let you in behind the scenes on that one because I'm just enjoying telling these stories now. You don't have to watch if you don't want to. Um, yeah, so basically, again, I was invited out to another WrestleMania by 2K. They've always been very, very good to me. Uh, it's when I used to work in video games for both times. And I, this is when I was doing a character called The Miller Report. Uh, and The Miller Report was this. So basically, when I got back in, so I, I left video games, then I went back. And I was working on the, uh, the video team for Video Gamer. And I'm not saying it was bad. I was just a little bit bored of the whole review, preview, feature thing that other sites were doing. So I was like, let's do something different. And given that I was a massive wrestling fan, I was like, I'll come up with a character. And I thought the best way to get, to do more video game, because you, if you're a video game fan, you know, right? Anyone you interview, any developer, any publisher, when's the sequel coming out? Not going to talk to you. I'm literally only going to talk to you about the things I'm allowed. And I, everyone does that. So I, I came up with this character that's basically super, there's a New Day interview we did as well that's on the channel. But I came up with this character that thought he knew everything, but ultimately was really dumb. It's like Ron Burgundy, right? That was the idea. It wasn't based on Ron Burgundy, but in hindsight, it was like that. You know, super, thinks he knows everything, actually, in, in fact, knows nothing. So, you know, when I went out to, to this thing, they said that you're going to be on this sort of media walkway. I said, do you mind if I do all the interviews in character? And they said, no, we'd love that. And I think the, the guys would love that as well, the wrestlers, because, again, they just they're going to be there for three, four hours and it will probably perk them up. So beforehand, obviously, I told them this wasn't a Sasha Baron Cohen thing. I'm not there to disrespect anybody. I'm not saying that Sasha Baron Cohen does that, but I wanted to be because if they didn't want to do it. It was early in the morning. They were giving me their time. You know, I'm nobody, right? If I had any kind of clout, maybe I would, but I got none. So I said to everyone before we did it, look, here's my character. And I said to Paul Heyman, I said, Paul, if you can just sort of really, really be off with me and really, really rag on me, I, I'd massively appreciate it. And you can just tell in his face, he's like, dude, you don't need to tell me this. I'm Paul Flippin' Heyman, but I did. And then as soon as we hit the record, he did that thing where he just utterly ignored me. And I was like, Paul Heyman, you're the best. And then when he smashed out the hug, you haven't seen it, it's on my channel right now. I think it's called Paul Heyman Gives Me a Hug. I was like, Paul Heyman, this is why you're great. And this is why you're a genius. Within 30 seconds, he'd not only got the concept, but he'd done it better than I ever could do it. And yeah, we got to do that with Kevin Owens and Finn Balor and William Regal and uh, Renee Young, who is just the nicest person ever. All the stories you hear about her are true. Couldn't have been nicer, even though I'm there being this absolute moron. Uh, Finn Balor was hilarious as well. I don't know if it's different now. This was like four years ago, if not more. Uh, but yeah, Finn, I was WrestleMania 30, yeah, so five years ago. Uh, but Finn Balor was actually quite intimidated by the character. He told me afterwards, it's like it's very aggressive. Um, but I got quite, I got quite a kick out of that. But yeah, that was kind of my, kind of my secret dream. Now, obviously, if you watch kayfabe news, you may notice I bear a resemblance to flipping marks. Hope, I mean, that the idea is, and hopefully we can do it over WrestleMania weekend, is that we can. Uh, you know, maybe do some interviews in kayfabe news character. And I would like to go back to that stuff. And it's difficult to do now because very lovingly, I'm very appreciative of it. We've moved so far past all the Miller Report stuff. If I do it now, people are like, what are you doing? Why are you just being a dick? Which I totally get. You need the context. But I think the kayfabe news things is just a bit more relevant. So fingers crossed we can start busting them out. But yeah, that's where the Paul Heyman things come from. And if you want to check it, you absolutely, you absolutely can. Shout out to Alexander Falkenstein, still one of the best names in the super chat. He says, maybe Steiner, going back to that story, saw that you become a wrestling superstar one day maybe he wanted to transfer his mental power directly to your soul a couple of emojis well he, he transferred fear to my soul like i knew the stories around scott steiner and i was like oh my gosh he's gonna kill me january could see it happening 
guy gets absolutely murdered by uh <laughs> by by scott steiner oh so funny shout out to christopher Lutton, super chat it says as a follower of your work from hurricane hurricane runners off the top rope chris i thank you straight away for that old reference uh doing your dream well done very inspiring thanks man any submission finishes you want to add well i've been doing the torture rack recently which i like also kind of doing an accolade which is obviously a wink and a nudge to rusev so yeah i'm working them in there i need to get better at submissions my basic mat game needs to get better all around i'm under no aspersions about that but hey that's the fun of wrestling right we focus on it and uh, we try and improve and on that note too if you're in chooksbury near bristol on saturday i'm down in i think it's walston hall uh, for southwest wrestling it's on my twitter you can find the tweet come on down there's a few tickets left i'd love to see you um that's it. That's what I've got to say. It'd be great to see you. Uh, Leonard in Super Chat says, speaking of video games, how excited are you to get more updates on the AEW game being helmed by Kenny and using the AKI agent has me pumped? Till I see information, I'm going to remain uh not skeptical just wait and see wait and see i'm enthusiastic about it but i know how crazy i worked in video games for a long time and i know what a crazy process that is but i what i am excited about is that cody rose loved you know loves games used to have that probably still does uh used to have you know um uh, the, the triforce from zelda on his gear kenny omega obviously huge deal in games they all are young bucks get it so you know if anyone's going to be able to develop a wrestling game that's flipping excellent it will be them so uh, yeah fingers crossed on the subject of video games too don't forget to check out retromania which is really really cool yeah like a nod a nod back to like the wrestling uh, arcade games from the wwe wrestling arcade games from back in the day sunday too make sure you keep an eye on my twitter i'm in round two of the retromania tournament which i can't quite believe it's a retweet like contest so whoever i'm going against uh, one of us will be retweet one of us will be like and yeah, the winner gets to go in the game. I really would like to be in a video game. Didn't realize I wanted these things, but there's no point pretending otherwise. You can call me shallow. You can call me a knob. That's fine. I probably am. But I just think I just got all these little goals that I want to achieve. And sometimes goals just come up from nowhere, such as when I was somehow got to do the uh, voiceover for the for the 2K games on Sky. Um, you know, that was, it was crazy. It's still crazy. Still blows my brain. And I want more moments like that. So yeah, my round two is Sunday. So uh uh, so, so, so keep an eye out. Uh, I've now completely lost track because I went off about all these stupid stories, uh, stupid stories that I've got. There was a uh, brand new recruitment drive. I'm going to sneeze, which is no good. Look at that. Timed it perfectly. Timed it perfectly so nobody heard my sneeze. Oh, man. That actually got me. That actually got me a bit crazy. Yeah, there was a bunch of new recruits to... NXT the other day. I think the most exciting, if you're into PWG and stuff like that, being Jake Atlas. I think that could be a really big deal if he is. You never know what's going to happen when people get to WWE, but I thought that was cool. And I think, um, oh, I can't remember her name now. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, where are you? Somebody was in the Battle Royal, and I can't remember her name because my brain is an ass. Anyway, let's not even worry about it. Uh... The cool, I tell you what, I tell you what we should talk about, talking about the, uh, the, the influence of Marty Skrull on Ring of Honor. The amount of people that he's already got in for Supercard of Honor that runs over WrestleMania weekend, that decision is already paying off. Well, Osprey's going to be in it. El Phantasma's going to be in it. Uh, somebody else is going to be in it that I've now forgotten about. You know, I really do think that Ring of Honor in 2020 could come back to prominence. I think they're putting money in there. I think they're being invested. I would imagine these guys coming over is because Mighty Skull will soon return to New Japan, which is fantastic. And I want that to happen. Ring of Honor used to be really good, and there's still some really good guys there. It just, like all companies, it has ha-ha ups and downs. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for... For, for Ring of Honor to do better. Again, I'm not, I'll never play this weird game when people are like, oh, I want the company to die. Well, you're crazy. 
you're absolutely you're not looking at the world in a normal way and you probably need to go and get your uh, <laughs> your brain checked out because it's just it, it's just nuts it's a nuts thing it's a nuts thing to want to to want to do all uh, right i'm just looking to make sure there's no news uh, I'd say in the meantime as well, any questions you've got, just throw them in the chat, throw them in the super chat. I'll answer as many, I'll answer as many as I can. Everyone's still talking about the edge in the Royal Rumble rumors and Paige in the Royal Rumble rumors. I never know. I just wait and see, right? I just want to see. I, I don't get they come back great. They don't come back great. Again, I'm very much about the the personal lives of 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 professional of professional wrestlers. Uh, but I can't see anything else that's gone crazy. A lot of people moaning as per usual. Uh, Eric Young mentioning that he tried out a producer role for a few weeks, but he's not ready to retire. Be nice to see guys. Mercedes Martinez. Thank you, Sean. That's what I was thinking. I think she was in the NXT Battle Royal last night, which is cool. What a great way to debut. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that guys like Eric Young do start getting used more soon. I mean, how we do that, I don't know. It's difficult to get people on TV. But there are a bunch of dudes that I would absolutely love to uh, yeah, see come. Just, just have even as mini programs. Like, I, I do think that's another, you know, uh, tip of the cap to Raw is that it does feel like a lot of mid-card guys are now being entered into narratives. And I, I've said this before, say what you like about Vince Russo. He always did that perfectly. Everybody would have a story. Everybody, you, you, you'd be interested, you'd be invested in them. Even if it was, you know, Kai and Ty trying to drop, drop off Val Venus's penis. It must have done something because I still remember it. I think Val Venus is coming back to the ring this year too. So you can uh, you can keep an eye on that. Uh, someone says, what are your thoughts on what happened to John Moxley? Loved it. Great angle. Makes you hate Jericho more. You got asshole chance. Pretty damn good. And the more over John Moxley gets, the more you can hate Jericho. Uh, and, you know, the, the stuff at the end, like I say, perfect. Genuinely perfect. Can you do a Desert Island Graps with Cultaholics Tom Campbell? Uh, I'd love to, but I think completely understandable. That would be a little bit of a conflict of interest. Uh, I love all those guys, and I wish them nothing but the best. But you have to put your business cap on at the same time and uh, and be smart. That would be like... You know, I mean, well, no, it wouldn't be like that at all. I can't even think. But you know what I'm saying. You know, you know what I'm saying. That, that would be like a WWE guy doing a promo on a on an AEW show. You know, you'd love to do it, and it would be fantastic. But uh, he's a good guy. Nothing but the best. To, nothing but the best of him. Are you a new Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC character? I mean, not what I know of. So let's hope not, because I'd have to sue Nintendo. I don't really want to sue Nintendo. They're very nice people, and I, I like them a lot. Deep down, I am a Nintendo fanboy. If somebody put a gun to my head and said you have to get rid of one of your machines, or keep one of your machines, I would keep my Switch and keep my 3DS hidden away because I love Nintendo. I was brought up with it, and I think it's the greatest thing when it comes to video games. It's just fun. The most game I played in 2019 was probably Mario Brothers Tennis, or whatever it's called, Super Smash Tennis, whatever the hell they called it. It's fantastic. and It's a tennis game. Bring back Virtua Tennis on that note, too. And yeah, bring back the Aki games, as my man said earlier. Uh, okay, on that note, we will we will start to wrap things up unless anything else comes up in the chat. Uh, but like I always say, if you're on YouTube right now, if you could smash the subscribe button, I would massively appreciate it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at simonmiller316. I've got merchandise at simonmiller.bigcartel.com, pinsandknuckles.com, pinsandknucklesmerch.com for an exclusive Simonmiller t-shirt. And thanks to them for supporting me and helping me out with merchandise all the time. Come down to Tweaksbury on Saturday if you want to see me wrestle. Got a load of wrestling dates coming. I will find a way. Oh, I've got to promote the rule rumble thing as well right when is the raw rumble actually I do it on my computer it's easier uh, the raw rumble is two weeks on saturday it's a week saturday week sunday so we will do this on the 22nd i should have done it this show man maybe we'll do our own one we'll do it on the 22nd here's how it's going to work 22nd of january podcast show wrestling show we are going to do miller's raw rumble sweepstake and here's how i'm going to do it everybody that enters via the super chat this is the easiest way to do it without using paypal all you got to do is write a number 
at the end of your super chat, right? So one to 30. It, it can be multiple numbers. And then all the money I receive up to a certain amount, I got to figure out what it would be, um, that you will win, right? So let's say that Brock Lesnar wins the Rumble and there's a hundred pound in the pot and 10 people have number one, 10 people each win. You know, you, 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 get, you get where I'm coming from. Um, so yeah, we're going to do that on Wednesday. Uh, I like doing the Royal Rumble things. I think it makes it more fun. So definitely tune in for that. And like I say, all, all the winnings, all the money will go to the respective people who have drawn that number and it will be equally distributed between you. I need to figure out how to do it so I don't break any laws. <laughs> but I will figure it out. Uh, I, I will absolutely figure it out. And somebody asked me a question that I thought was interesting. Oh, it's a UFC question. Who do I want to win between uh, McGregor and uh, the Cowboy? I mean, look, McGregor is a controversial figure, but I think it's a better story. The redemption story is always a good one. And I thought he, uh, he held himself very well in the press conference yesterday. Although I do love Cerrone. I think he's good too. It's one of those ones where I actually mind who wins. But I think going forward, Connor can have more interesting fights. So hopefully this is a redemption story for Connor. So I will tip my hat for him. Probably do a video over that over the weekend if I've got time. If you want to watch it, great. If you don't, you know, that's fine too. I just like talking about stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so ups and downs starts over What Culture Wrestling in about five minutes or so. Make sure you head over there. I will be live in the chat. And please do subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Please do subscribe to me. Again, I do have a Patreon. I would massively appreciate it if you did check it out. There's a link in the description below if you don't want to type it in. Just patreon.com forward slash Simon316. And that's how I'm able to do all of this. I'm a freelancer by trade, and knowing the patron is there means I can turn down other work and I can free up some time so that I can do the podcast. I can just basically control my whole YouTube channel. And it helps me with my wrestling journey too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but a subscribe if nothing else, um, uh, nothing else would rock. Uh, but uh, oh, hang on, Simon, do you think AEW is doing a throwback angle that Dusty did with the horseman with Moxon in a circle with the eye gauge? Absolutely. I would imagine if you can tie in anything that All Elite Wrestling is doing to the past, that's what they're doing. Because they embrace the past, they love the past, and they know about the seven-year rule. Once seven years has passed, if you want to bring back old stories, you can. Which is why I hope that Seth Rollins' new group becomes like an evolution and we can put someone else in there alongside Buddy Murphy and maybe you can take the AOP too and they become like this generation's Dave Batista and Randy Orton. Both those guys did really well and I don't think they would have done without that group. And on that note, I genuinely thank you all for, uh, all for joining me. Again, head over to What Culture Wrestling with me right now. If you're listening to this podcast, I just appreciate you being here whenever. Keep on listening. And that's that. We'll do some more shenanigans soon, I'm sure. Uh, we'll talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs>